This is Ben Workentine, and I'm getting a chance to sit down with Karen Fisher. Karen, thanks so much for stopping by and, yeah. and spending a few minutes with us. Thanks for having me. You Appreciate bet. It. And um, so, uh, in case our audience doesn't know, kind of tell us where you're at, what you're working on, your ministry, yeah. uh, a little bit of background. Sure. So, um, currently I'm working at Christian Family Solutions. Okay. Some people might have heard of Wisconsin Lutheran Child Family Service yeah. in the past. Yeah. Same thing, new name. Okay. Um, so, we're focusing on um, counseling. Okay. So, Christian counseling um, in specific, of course, where we integrate Christian Christianity very specifically with counseling theory and ev- okay. evidence-based medical practice for, okay. for therapy. So doing so that. So you're not quacks and hacks. You're, no, you're we're the real, real deal. deal. Yeah. yeah. So much so that, um, so, so my past is kind of, I used to um, work a lot with uh, the 18 to 24 year old group when I worked at okay. Wisconsin Lutheran College okay. for 10 years. And then I worked with, um, in the Milwaukee area, um, uh, there's a large psychiatric hospital. Okay. Uh, so I worked for them for seven years. Okay. And then last year I joined CFS to um, start integrating care and then also to offer what we call intensive outpatient programming. Okay. So that's intensive um, behavioral health, mental health therapy for folks who are struggling. So okay. we do those in groups and, and we're having a, a great time doing it. So I'm Good. just pleased Good. we can do that in a Christian setting. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. And that is such a niche yeah. um, that people are desperate for. Right. Um, not yep. to, that kind of counseling that doesn't point you inward or you are your own solution, but hey, let's look at the bigger picture here. Your, your relationship your, to God, yeah. your spiritual walk of faith. Absolutely. Super important to yeah. health and wellness. Yeah, and it's a great outreach, uh, you, you know, evangelism opportunity too, because yeah. not everybody yeah. comes to maybe our counseling is Christian yeah. But yeah. by nature, but they yeah. get to be exposed to it in a Excellent. really meaningful time in their life. So. And you are presenting here at yeah. Men of His Word. I, I got I'm going to point out the obvious yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Men of his word. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, I go back to my mantra, which is God is a funny guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know how I ended up here either. I don't know. Um, the organizer just sort of called me and yeah. said, hey, I hear you talk about resilience. And would you be willing yeah. to come and do that? And yeah. would you have a pastoral chaperone come with you? And a I said, absolutely. Chaperone. So I included Wayne Chevy with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he gave, I, I do stay, I do like to stay in my lane um, yeah. when it comes to that. So I'm happy to do what I do from yeah. a Christian lens, but also um, God gave us a lot of two, four thousand years worth of human yeah. behavior to analyze. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was the original psychologist, but yeah. we screwed it up. <laughs> so all we have to do is kind of look at that and we can we can yeah. glean from experience too sure. through the lens of the gospel too. Yeah. Excellent. So, so I'm just you're presenting. tickled to be here. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you on <laughs> One Fair Reigns. Um, sure, sure appreciate you stopping Thanks by. Um, you are presenting. Yeah. Give us uh, one big idea, one key takeaway that you want everybody to have. Yeah. The key takeaway is um, that resilience matters. Okay. Okay. So no matter who you are, um, we preface it with the life of Paul. Paul's a guy who had a lot of setbacks in life. Um, And he would boast that his resilience came from Christ, not from Mm -hmm. his own. Mm -hmm. But he did things and he he followed through on particular things that make human beings more resilient or more able to bounce back. What are you talking about? Help me understand resiliency. What does that look like? So resilience is um, people's propensity to be able to handle setbacks. Okay. How good at, uh, am I at bouncing back from difficulty? And we know from social science what people do who do well with that. Okay. So used to be we looked at psychology and said, what's wrong with people? Yeah. Now yeah. we're starting to look at it and saying what's right with people. Yeah. Kind of best practices. Yeah. Idea. yeah. And from a pos- position of strength saying you could improve on these things. Yeah. And yeah. if that's true, wouldn't that just be good Christian stewardship? Yeah. Just yeah. to be more centered, more um, behaviorally activated, more mentally clear means I can do more with my time of grace and God's service. Yeah. So I want to, yeah. you know, kind of instill with people, here are some things that you can work on mm. regularly to improve mm. your ability to handle setbacks. What do you see as maybe the 
that component of resiliency that's most overlooked? Ooh, the most overlooked. Um, that's a tough one. But but probably, at least especially with this group, I was picking on them a little bit. Um, we did hey, a little bit of discussion about... You probably about, should. I yeah. know. A little discussion <laughs> about like how male brains think differently than female yeah, brains yeah, is super yeah. interesting. I can't wait to get to have an ask out about it, like, the irony <laughs> of it all. But um, so... so just the way male brains are structured, they mm-hmm. actually are better at certain resilience schemes okay. than females. Okay. Um, from a male viewpoint, I'd say the toughest one is empathy and compassion. Okay. Um, where females are going to go through their entire brain and they're going to care about feelings more, men under stress are not. Okay. They're not going to be able to do that because it's just overwhelming. They want to get to the task. They want to do yeah. the thing that's yeah. going to make it better. Yeah. So empathy and compassion, though, is really important in being able to bounce back, being able to connect with other people, to hear their story, to feel like you're a part of their life too, really is an important part of handling life as stressors come at you. So okay. I think probably for this population, yeah. empathy, compassion is really a strength to work on. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah. So you, audience, heard it here. If you are a guy listening, <laughs> empathy and compassion, call <laughs> Karen right. about it. Call Karen. <laughs> we'll teach you a little bit more about it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Um, if people want to find out more, ask questions, yeah. uh, learn about you or what you're working on, where would they find you? Yep. So I'm at Christian Family Solutions. Um, you can find us at christianfamilysolutions.org. Okay. You could email me personally if you like. It's Fisher with a C. K-F-I-S-C-H-E-R. And we'll put that in the show notes to make sure it's right. At WLCFS.org. Okay. Um, We could help you with that. We're also doing some non-medical programming. So we have a a new program that we're launching in the area. We're going to test site that. Okay. But it's going to be based on this. How do we teach parishioners to be resilient folks? And then how do we teach them to teach others? So that's the hope. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for stopping by, Karen. Thanks for having me. All right. This is Ben Workentin. I'm sitting here with David Olson, Pastor David Olson at Men of His Word Conference, and uh, really excited to talk to you today. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Excited if you wouldn't mind, just uh, help our audience uh, give um, what you're working on, what your ministry context is right now, any projects you're going through. Sure, Tell us sure. A bit about yeah, yourself. just actually just got to Appleton area. Uh, okay. My first call was out to Colorado. I uh, was out there for seven years, and then uh, the next call was to Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. I was there for eight years, and so we've only been in Appleton about six months here. Okay. So, uh, kind of just getting our, our feet wet and the land. And you're already at Men of Word Conference. Yeah, already. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> so, but no, we're excited to be here. It's been yeah. fun to um, fun to kind of transition back in the Midwest. And very cool. So, yep. Uh, so you're presenting today. Yep. What's your one big takeaway? Your key idea that you want people to to walk away with today? Sure. Um, well, the, uh, the the theme of what I'm going to be talking about is called Finding the Hidden God. So I, I think when looking at the theme of the conference, knowing God's plan for your life, I think there's a certain amount of frustration that can creep in with that sure. because uh, you want God to answer your questions in the way in which we want them to. Um, and yet God's the guy who hides himself. And and we'll have a chance in that uh, session to talk a little more about how God hides himself so he can reveal himself. Or the idea okay. that if you love something, you want to be close to it. Yeah. And how can light be close to darkness? Uh, mm-hmm. And so the, you know, the fact that God oftentimes has to hold back in a way of speaking, he has to cover himself so you and I can know um, and love him. You know, if he wanted us to submit, he could thunder from the heavens and scare us half to death. Yeah. But if he yeah. wants us to love him, uh, th- then he's got to come to us in a way in which he can show us his heart and that that'll be what we'll talk about today and then and then hopefully we'll get some time at the end to talk about practically how that affects the way you and i consider what sure. god's plan is for our lives help me understand that kind of finding in, or hiding and revealing like sure. can you give me an example of what that would look like sure well we'll think about it in uh just in our world today, if you were just to open a water main and try to take a drink, you'd get blown away. Um, <laughs> and so in order for you to get something to drink, you know, a drinking fountain, uh, you're holding a lot back and, sure. and you're revealing sure. it's, it's being 
kind of dispensed in the way in which you can receive it. Yeah. Um, you ever, if you ever see a kid try to drink from a, you know, from like a, a spray nozzle on a hose, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the difference when you take the pressure off. And yeah. in the same way, what does God do? You know, the, the, the places we get to know him best is in his word and sacraments. And, yeah. and there you don't see anything, right? He hides everything. Yeah. Um, and yet he speaks to you in his word. He feeds you his body and blood. Um, he, he wipes your sin away in the waters of baptism. Um, God holds holds back that um, a lot of himself so he can show show us his heart, his love, and we can know him in love and not fear. Excellent. Yeah, that'll be a really interesting presentation. I'm yeah, excited, yeah. To, excited mm-hmm. you're here. Uh, if people want to follow you, learn more about you, where would they find you? Um, yeah, if you go on our uh, our church Facebook page, uh, you'll find us um, there. So St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Appleton. So we've got a okay. church Facebook page. Uh, we'll start be starting to do some podcasts and uh, some blogs on our oh, website. Excellent. So okay. if you go to stmatthewlutheran.com, uh, it's a brand new website. We're kind of getting some of the kinks ironed out sure. right now. But yeah. we're hoping here in the next month or two to begin posting some blogs and podcasts, that kind of excellent. stuff. Excellent, excellent. You've got a name for the podcast already? Not yet. Nope. Not yet. Nope. Okay. Yeah, we're well, still we'll... just developing it. So, yeah, but, but we're hoping to roll it out during Lent and kind of leading okay. into Easter. Okay, Excellent. Well, keep us up to date. We'd love to be able to share that podcast yeah, uh, on our, with our One Fear Reigns audience. Yeah, awesome. All right. Awesome. Thanks, David. All right. Have thanks a great a day. Yep. This has been Working Teen. I am sitting here with Pastor David Scharf, uh, who's uh, here at Men of His Word Conference, presenting one of the keynote speakers. He is one of the keynote speakers or the keynote speaker. There you go. Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for stopping by. Um, we're excited to have you just give us a little bit of an idea of what you're presenting on, what you're working on. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the presentation, obviously, the theme of the conference is Vision 2020 God's yeah. Yeah. vision for the future and maybe right in that theme we realize uh we we don't know the future you yeah, know god yeah. says i know but we don't <laughs> know uh and so some of the things that i was focusing on in the keynote um are just the things that we can see yeah um which would be you know some of the things that god wants us to do like um prioritizing his word yeah um getting the the r- prioritizing the right things for the right reasons being motivated sure. by um what he's done for us um, and then just holding to his promises, no matter what life looks like, yeah. um, no matter which direction it goes, uh, those promises are steady and we yeah. can always rely on them. Even if we can't see, we know God sees. And finally, that, that hope of heaven um, gives us a, a beautiful perspective that our life is so short yeah. compared to what's yeah. waiting for us. And uh, so those are kind of the thoughts that I was focusing on. The sure. Uh, yeah, excellent. Um, as people kind of look ahead... You know, what are some of the things that you think are challenging people coming into 2020? Now we're still pretty early on, um, moving ahead and in the next couple of years. What are some of the biggest challenges you think Jesus followers are facing in a really dynamic, ever-changing world? Yeah, um, especially for American Christianity. Yeah. Uh, a new, uh, well, maybe not a new kind of persecution, but a persecution that is unlike uh, what, you know, what followers in the, in the Bible we're experiencing that that physical persecution. Sure, yeah. um, people all around the world are facing that. Christians are in our country. I think um, biggest challenge is that we're um, ignored, maybe, mm. and that the the message of Christianity is ignored, um, which you know hurts more than a, a punch, right? You know, yeah. I've been punched before. Yeah. It doesn't hurt nearly as much as being ignored. And yeah. so, just yeah. uh, I think um, when it comes to especially outreach, um, we need to focus on uh, relationships and people using those relationships, that trust relationship that they've built up. Um, So as far as Christianity, I think for our 
our own little church body. That's that's the biggest challenge. Yeah, kind of being marginalized or dismissed yep. entirely, yep. out of hand. Excellent. Yeah, and I, uh, that's a challenge. A lot of our listeners are living in that, and that's kind of what we're helping, trying to help with, give voice to, is how do you live your faith in a secular world? How do you yep. live that out loud so that people are struck by yeah. the way you handle things differently or the way you talk about things? And yep. um, thinking deeply, and it's one of our big things, is thinking deeply on matters and not just having a surface answer. Right. Um, so uh, um, that vision of God continuing to keep his promises mm-hmm. um, is really an incredible fallback for Christians. A, a backstop, maybe, is a better way to say it. Right. That gives you the courage to launch forward. Yeah. Absolutely. If uh, our listeners want to find out more about what you're working on, or uh, where would they find you? Where can they reach out to you? Well, um, now that I'm at uh, Martin Luther College, yeah. um, of course, you could contact the college. But uh, otherwise, my email is uh, sharfdg at mlc-wels.edu. So that's S-C-H-A-R-F-D-G at mlc-wels.edu. Edu. And we'll make sure to get that in the show notes so people yeah. can just click on that awesome. and send you, send you a note or awesome. encouragement or ask a question. Sounds good. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you sure very appreciate much. appreciate you. Yeah. This is Ben Workentine. I'm sitting here with Dr. John Parlow. You may know him, but if you're new to our podcast, he might be new to your ears. But he is at Men of His Word presenting and wanted to just talk about your topic for today. Sure. Nice to be here, Anthony. Good to see you as always. And Ben, Yeah, uh, it's good to see you too, I guess. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that's love, everyone, right that's there. That's love. That's right there. That's as this, this loving as I get. Uh, no, I'm here. Uh, it was really a privilege to be here every year. And uh, uh, here at Oshkosh, and they also have one in Rochester, Rochester. Minnesota, yeah, which right. is, if you get a chance to go to either one or both, it's it's really worth it. Yeah. Uh, what I get a chance to present on today is entitled Stop Living in the 20th Century. This sounds like something right up your alley. Yeah, and it's the idea of that. <laughs> know the times in which you live. I always think of the passage in the Old Testament when you're reading your Old Testament. Second uh, Chronicles, uh, I think it's First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32 where it, it talks about a, a list of tribes that are in Israel and has a, the men of Issachar, about yeah, yeah. Uh, 200 of them are identified there, and, the, and their chief characteristic is they're men who knew the times and knew what Israel should do, and I, I think that's valuable for us in 21st century ministry to understand, okay, you got to understand your times because the method of delivery for God's word may change or may have to change, or in some cases must change, mm. but the message, of course, never yeah. changes. And so let's take a look at our culture. It is different even than 10 years ago, sure. certainly for uh, many pastors like myself out there that are well over in 30 years of ministry. It is greatly different. So yeah. it gives us an opportunity to kind of walk through that. I, I made this this presentation a little more interactive so that people can learn from others because we have different ministry fields. Yeah. Uh, you could be in a, a suburban area, an urban area, a rural area. And yet I would I would argue that technology connects a lot of that together. One of the things I'd be talking about the fact is the people you're dealing with and the people you're trying to share Jesus with are digital natives. Mm. Meaning mm-hmm. That's all they've ever known. And that has a lot of ramifications, both in personal relationships as well as professional. Excellent. Can you uh, put some meat on those bones a little bit? Give us an example, either a negative thing that churches tend to live in the past on or the positive uh, things that are kind of forward thinking, future leaning uh, that are new opportunities for. Okay, I would say this. I would say I, I would encourage all of us to no matter which mission field we're in, to leverage more technology. Use yeah. paper less and, uh, 
uh, you know, electronics more because you get uh, instant communication to your people. You can uh, communicate more often. You don't have to worry about mailings and snail mail or, sure. you know, the U.S. postal system. Um, but uh, that's the way they do. They're used to looking at emails or texts or uh, websites. And uh, for, for example, at St. Mark Ministries, as you know, we don't mail out a newsletter monthly. Right. We do a video yeah. And we just send it out, and we just sent it out to over 1,300, almost 1,400 people. And we get about a little more than half open it up, so we think that's pretty good. Now, that's yeah. in the first week they open it up. They probably some open it up a little later. But it's a, it's a means of communication, and I think it's much, uh, much better. And uh, I would say probably... Uh, quicker, certainly, than just traditional ways. That's one of the ways. With people who grew up in the digital world, understand a, a church that doesn't take advantage of that is looked at as maybe like a factory with no electricity. Yeah. And it, as much as you say, well, that's not the way it should be, that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. So what's uh, what is, what's something you're working on that you're excited to, or something you're excited to hear about here at this conference? I'm going to uh, go to one conference which just talks about when the world hates you, how do you respond to that? Mm. Um, Jared Oldenburg's doing that one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go listen to what's the well's going to look like in, in 100, 100 years. years uh, <laughs> as President Mark Schrader is going to talk about that. Yeah. That I think would be interesting, especially juxtaposed with mine. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm thinking I, I would say offhand, um, I don't know. It depends on if we really embrace the culture in which God has now placed us yeah. to, to lead people to him. So if we don't and if we still continue to, what I always say, bully lead people into the 1850s or maybe 1950s, yeah. um, I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, we, we have this wonderful, precious gem called the gospel. And I think sometimes we, and it, all of us can do this, myself included, get kind of stuck in what you're comfortable mm -hmm. doing, especially when it comes to the delivery system of that message. And uh, I think sometimes because we get stuck and we make personal preferences, canon law, mm. we miss mm. opportunities to have, well, uh, to have an opportunity to, to have a conversation with people that changes their eternity. Yeah. I thought it was, you, you said things have changed even from 10 years ago. And I think for every Christian, we almost need to feel like foreign missionaries going in and really looking at our culture objectively and saying, what are some of the things, the zeitgeist that is moving? And let's address those. Absolutely. I mean, you can just talk about what others have, and that is it's a post-Christian, post-modern, yeah. post-truth culture where people often say, well, you know, it's not your truth, it's my truth or whatever. Your truth isn't mine. And once you start using those descriptors, you know there's no such thing as truth because if your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth, there's no truth. Yeah. Yeah. then anything goes and there are no opportunities at all. Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks for your time, John. Sure appreciate you stopping by.